Hi everyone and welcome to Geezer's Grief, the Chisholm story. Episode one. And uh, we just want to start off by thanking everyone, first of all, um, for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Well, if you are, that is. Um, we're just going to start off by telling you who we are. So, uh, I'm Tom. I'm Mason, the brains and the alpha of the Chisholm brothers. And we're brothers, for anyone that don't know us. Um, so, we're doing this podcast today because basically on the 22nd of March 2018, we lost our dad to cancer. Um, and basically, we just want to tell a story on it, don't we? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of like the intros and everything. What we're going to do, we're going to tell you um, why we've sort of called it Geezer's Grief. So, I'll let Mason take the lead on that one. Uh, yeah, first lockdown, I was just listening to Megan Farag's one. And I thought there was not a lot for um like fellas out there, so I was just thinking of a name. So I thought, wow, geezer. And our dad was a bit of a geezer as well. He was, yeah. And um, people like our age, especially men, tend to like keep things in. Yeah, they shy away definitely yeah. from talking about it. That's we're why we're like suicides high and stuff like that. So if yeah. we can help one person out, yeah, yeah definitely make a difference for that. Well, we're definitely two that can relate to that. We definitely don't talk about um no, boil stuff like up, this. didn't we? Adam? Yeah, we let it all boil up and then sort of explode at the end. But um, yeah, I, I think grief is a weird thing anyway. Like um, to anyone that hasn't experienced it, so like um, people I find are a little bit um, skeptical to talk to you about it because they're frightened about upsetting you or yeah, anything that's like common. that. Common, yeah. Like Sometimes you don't even want to talk about it because yeah, definitely it set you off. So people, everyone's in a difficult boat about it. So the best thing to do is just act normal and yeah, let the person who's suffering, if they want to open up, then let them. But you don't want to trigger them to open up because yeah, that's what I mean. It's a weird one, isn't it? Like you don't want to upset yeah, them. You might like I find if you ain't seen someone for years and you go out for a drink, they always try and like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? And you're like, don't talk to me because. Like, I'm not going to open up to you, let alone. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's a weird one. Um, but, yeah, I think this is another reason why we sort of want to do it, to sort of, like, um, talk about it and sort of, um, yeah, get our point across. Yeah, because we've really. never spoken about it like this, have we? No, nah, never so. in this this much in depth or anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that sort of highlights why we've called it Geezer's Grief. Um, yeah, like we've already mentioned, like, especially blokes in a minute, suicide rate is, like, really high. Um, and blokes just, yeah, generally some, it's don't It's not talk just about people stuff. suffering with grief. It could just be everyday life struggles, like... Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we can help anyone... Yeah, especially with, like, COVID, people not working and stuff like that, being redundant. And yeah, got a lot more time on their so hands, It's not yeah. just grief in general. Yeah. It's a bit of everything. I mean, we're not just doing this for um, geezers, shall we say, but we just... We... We ourselves know that we're quite, um, we shy away from talking about it. So we imagine there's a lot of other fellas who are yeah. sort of in the same boat yeah. and that. So, yeah, like we've said, if we can help anyone, that'd be that'd be great. So, um, yeah, shall we start off with our story? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? Um, so dad and mum went on holiday to Spain in April. And I think they went for a meal and something got lodged in his her throat like it felt like it was caught getting catch yeah getting caught on something um didn't think much of it just thought it'd blow over and then come back 
um, and he hid it quite well, didn't he? Because he was still working and stuff like that. He weren't like in a panic of going up to the hospital or anything like that. Yeah, typical bloke didn't want to like yeah. sort of go to the doctors, go so to the hospital or anything no like that. And then one day, I think Ying didn't feel that great, so he went up to St Peter's and um, they done like a scan and stuff like that. And I think that's where the ball started rolling because it had been like about two, three months since April. It was the June, and we had our cousin's wedding the next day, so we was a bit worried he weren't going to be able to get out for that. Yeah, um, and that's where the ball started rolling. So you got uh, mid, what's the word? Administered, administered, administered. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got sent to uh, Guildford, didn't he, for the test and stuff like that. Um, and then end of July, start of August, I think he got diagnosed with esophagus cancer in the throat. Yeah, which was like a massive shock to us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because you never think it cancer is going to affect you, but like it's one in two now, isn't it? So yeah, like you, it's in the back of your head. Like someone in your family is going to get it, but you never like you never think it's going to be you. Because up till so what was like eighteen years of our life of my life, no, no one was ill in our family. So yeah, especially our dad as well, because he was such like a strong figure when he yeah. was like yeah, yeah. I'd still go really. to work if he was ill, like a bit of sniffle and stuff like that. So yeah, he was like yeah everything money to us really so yeah. yeah it was like a massive shock in that uh how did you like handle it because obviously we never really spoke about it because we didn't want to um, well, i thought i was a bit like i didn't know what to do to be fair i don't know it was a bit of a weird one because dad always um was really played good it, about it yeah, wasn't he? i think he played it down a little bit yeah he was like always really strong yeah. Um, I didn't think it'd be as I thought we'd just have an operation and that'd be done and well that was sort of what we was told anyway to yeah. be honest like but yeah I don't know I think he knew really. yeah, I, I think, think he knew because we're warriors yeah. like we worry a lot well especially me um, he didn't want to and then like it affect us in our life he, he like. always tries to protect us didn't he so he always had our like best interest at heart and everything yeah. uh, I don't know that's a hard question actually I think um, I tried oh, I'll tell you man I tried like distract myself so if I was busy, I wouldn't think about it. So I started decorating my room the day he got. Yeah, like trying to put your attention elsewhere, yeah. sort of thing. Not being like nah, selfish, it's, it's just trying to like yeah, definitely shine away from it. So. Well, I think I, I was like always trying to keep myself busy with work and stuff like that. But um, it like obviously it does it does affect you, and it's always like there. You're thinking like, oh, I hope he's gonna yeah. be alright. And I remember going on holiday in the like August wasn't it N- no, no it was like it's August because I went to Reading Reading Festival and you went away with Dad no it was after that oh. it was after that yeah but we did go there as well like um, he went he went fishing and that and that was like his little trip before the big up wasn't it mm-hmm. sort of thing but I went away in the October and I was like on holiday in like having another oh, time and that Tenerife, yeah, yeah but I was to be honest with you the whole week I was sort of just thinking about dad, hoping he was going to be all right now, mm, to be yes. honest. But, um, yeah. So, um, basically, yeah, he got diagnosed with esophagus cancer. Um, and, yeah, we, like, never really, I've never heard of the word esophagus at that point. Like, I didn't know what it was at all. Mm, yeah. Um, and he was sort of like, he, d- he just played it down. He didn't want us to worry and that. No. Um, mum. He was, was obviously scared in the boat, like a typical fellow. Yeah. He didn't want to come out crying. He wanted to protect us, which is... Yeah, like yeah definitely. I think that's what he was similar to us. So he would let things boil up, and then it would be like 
littlest thing. Oh like, yeah, massive. Yeah, like a bit of road rage or something, and someone didn't say yeah, thank you. He'd, he'd mental, yeah, yeah, and that would be like his release point. Yeah, people. But I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I think we definitely can as well, yeah. can't we? Yeah. Um, so I think like the sort of moral, really, like don't let it boil up. No, just like if you've got a problem with someone, don't let it nah, get to definitely. a point where you want to fucking beat the shit out of them, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dad um, got diagnosed, and then basically our brother, Richard, um, who we're eventually going to get on the podcast, hopefully, um, was getting married on the 5th of August, mm-hmm. 2017. And yeah, and there was a strong chance that he wasn't gonna go, our dad, because he was very ill yeah, at this he point. Was, yeah, he's weak at this point, wasn't he? Yeah. Um but he and obviously um being his oldest son and like he would with any any of us, he wanted to be there. Um but I remember being in the well, I remember the point where he was sort of telling Hayley, that he yeah. might not be able to come because yeah, he was like struggling to even stand that's up. That's the first he? time I saw him crying, and I've never seen Hayley cry because she's quite a strong woman, isn't she? Like she, yeah, like see her cry, and then it made me cry because when you see people um, of your like loved ones crying, yeah, it, makes it makes it real, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah. So then, but he he actually did he did um, end up going to the um, wedding. Yeah, but I don't think he would have missed it, would he? No, nah, he, he, he wouldn't have. Even nah, if he was like. Week he was still gone. Cause yeah, hundred percent. And you, to be fair, even that whole day, you wouldn't even know he was ill, would you? Because no. he was like no. um, a smile on his face the whole day, and uh, tears in his eyes when Rich was doing his speech and that. Mm. Um, but even though deep down he was really struggling, I know he was like he couldn't eat. And I knew he was upset by the choice of Richard's suit because it was fucking horrendous. <laughs> That's probably why he was crying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that might be why he was crying. <laughs> um. But yeah, we got some like nice pictures of him from that day and that, and we got yeah. some nice family pictures yeah. and some nice pictures of him and mum, which is really nice. Um, so I guess it was quite nice for him to see. Like, oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he got that opportunity because mm. obviously he wasn't gonna get it. No, get the chance never to see us do it or like when you think like about. Home. At least he did get to see Rich, one of us, get married. Yeah, that's what I think about now. It's a shame, not a shame, but it's like gutting that he won't. He won't be at ours, no, I think. Because yeah. you know he'd be like, yeah, he'd be the exact same, be bloody like crying and stuff like that. And like when you buy your first house, he'd be around like helping you out and stuff like that. So it's yeah, a shame. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like when when we eventually have kids, he'd be like, sp- he would have been spoiling them when he like yeah. literally mm-hmm. like first football kit. Yeah. Probably first bit. He loved it when <laughs> he Jaden Archie was born, wasn't he? Like he wanted to get him into football straight away and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um but yeah, so after the wedding, um, I think that's when the sort of treatment started. So he started the bouts of cancer uh, the bouts of chemo, didn't he? Yeah, so he had three stages of chemotherapy and the tumour if they w- so the game plan was to do this um chemotherapy and then and hope the tumour would have shrunk to do an operation. Which was like life changing, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, but yeah. the the chemo, like, um, I think anyone who can sort of relate knows how horrible chemo yeah, is. Yeah, knocks like you out for six, doesn't it? To be fair, well, I don't know, but like looking at him, where well, we do like know just because we live with it, then we like mm-hmm. live with it for a quite a long long time with dad. Um, but this just goes to show what sort of bloke he was. Like the whole time he was getting chemo and that, he was going out working still. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like, mum would say to him, no, Dave, like, don't yeah. be out working, like, you don't need to, but 
he was just like he w- that was just him summed up he I tried to he give his family working, though. Like yeah he, he did yeah he loved his job to be yeah, fair he, liked he was a plumber by the way doing his own thing didn't he like if he went fishing he would go for hours just to get away and think yeah. about it yeah maybe it was just like a bit of normality yeah a mm. bit of release to yeah not think about yeah he, he, did, he did love yeah, his job though. when he was he at, at, hu- at home he had to constantly think oh like I've got to make sure I don't show any weakness in front of Tom. Mason. Yeah, probably like mum, like making sure he's all right the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So then what happened? So he had the three stages of chemotherapy, and then the s- uh, tumor shrunk, and he looked yeah. unreal. The need to be fair, yeah, well good. Like around Christmas time, New Year, he like just before New Year, he looked the best I've ever seen yeah, him. I think like jumping down, doing press ups on the floor, and like, like when you just think he's back to normal, wouldn't you? Like so when, yeah. um, it was nice to see just before Christmas because. Like you never knew if that was going to be his last Christmas or yeah, but the way come. he was like the way he was looking and that, you just never ever no, thought of I mean. it, did you? Like you the same again. It was always in the back of your head. I think yeah. like you always sort of think about it. Yeah. Well, I did. I don't know about yourself, but um, I don't know just because it was dad, and he was like such a strong bloke and like life and soul of the party, which everyone I can like yeah. everyone would agree. And you just never ever thought. Like it would beat him, you always thought he would beat cancer, wouldn't you? Yeah, because, well, Richard, our brother, had testicle cancer, didn't he? So, yeah. when you hear, like, when you see one person in your family do it, you always think, like, dad's going to do it as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, we had a like really good Christmas with uh, him. I guess that was in the back of his head, like, oh, because Richard's done it, I'm going to do it too, because I want to. Yeah make everyone not proud but like i want to show that i can do it and yeah which is yeah yeah no but yeah we had a really nice christmas with him didn't we like it was Mm -hmm. um which really thankful for looking back on it um like it was bloody jumping around being his normal self and that um and then the plan was to have his op on the first of jam wasn't it yeah but it got uh postponed the night before um not yeah. sure why to be fair it's all a blur to be fair that's I all. think because basically there's only a, a certain specialist who could who could do it yeah. and they weren't available it was or only something a like that, week it was the next week booked in yeah but I it don't think yeah, that was good for his morale because no, he kind of being nice on Christmas day thinking oh in six days time I've got to have a life yeah. changing operation which yeah. yeah even like New Year's Eve he like he was all for like big celebrations like that wasn't he so yeah um so yeah, it got delayed, and I think like a week later, he ended up going and having the op, which was I think he was uh, under for like sixteen hours. So it was yeah. like a really big, big Long operation. Day, yeah, but I didn't know the, oh, we didn't know the extent, did we? Like when you no, think same again, he played it down, didn't he? Quite a lot. Yeah, my mum did. Well, to be fair, I thought because the tumor shrunk, it would just be open him up a tiny bit, take the tumor out. But when you when yeah. I saw him the next day, I was like, fuck it, now this is brutal. Yeah, so he was. Um, I think we've said he was in Guildford. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like got a specialist cancer unit Ward, and that. Yeah. St. Luke's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, St. Luke's, yeah. Sick of that place anyway. But um yeah, we went and visited him after um uh, well as soon as we could and he was in the ICU unit. Mm-hmm. Um we had like all our family there, didn't we? Like John Tracy, yeah, Rich Haley, yeah. E- everyone he wanted there. Well, I guess that was the sort of first time we'd ever seen our dad like Looked like he's been in around Mike Tyson, didn't he? Like yeah. he looked fucking and up. I think everyone knew if it was on the other foot, he'd be there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, that was the first time I cried like properly. And that's even before I saw him because I knew ICU is like serious. Yeah, serious. So when you think about when like Dad was my superhero, so 
if you see like your hero like ill or injured or something yeah, like that, mate, it does. Yeah, in a vulnerable place, it's yeah, scary. But it? John, like, similar character to Dad, like, big, strong. And he was fucking, like, hugging me, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it makes it worse than yeah, it sometimes than that. But he's only trying to be nice yeah, to Yeah, he only got good intentions. Um, so, yeah, we went and visited him. Um, you had a little cry, didn't you? Like, mm-hmm. um, the boys, uh, our nephews, is grandson Jane and Archie made him like nice little cards and that didn't they which yeah. was really nice um, and he is wanting a photo to show everyone like yeah, his battle, right, battle yeah. wounds yeah yeah to make sure like to show everyone he's alright and that but literally he was like butchered he had a scar all the way down his stomach and he yeah. had this scar like from the top of his left shoulder blade all the way down to his right hip said it was going to be his chat up line yeah for the beach <laughs> Got girls bit, bitten by a shark or something um, and then basically it was like sort of what we was told, like the sort of recovery process. Um, yeah, but it's sort of from that point, it got worse before it got good because not good, it, ne- it never really got good, but we it got worse because he had a leak in his tube, do you remember? So it was yeah. a bit of a setback, so he had to stay a little bit in hospital. Which he um, hated, didn't he? He hated love. Yeah, well. yeah. And he knew like people had to stop working to come and see him, and we always wanted to go see him, but he didn't want that. No, like he, he, hate, he hated people around his bed and that, didn't he, yeah. for too long. He'd end up telling us to go home, wouldn't mm, he? Yeah. Um, like, we'd go up there on like, the weekend and put, like, the football on and stuff yeah, like so that. Watch football and he'd sort of be like... He was still being himself, though, because, like, he got talking to a nurse and, like, sh- he found out she didn't like snakes, so he got mum to get her, like, a jelly snake and put it in <laughs> yeah. the car or something like that, like... Um, and he'd always give like nurses money and stuff like that for the yeah he'd always like go uh, yeah we'd go up there and he'd go oh Jude gets a card and I'd put like 50 quid in a card for that nurse and yeah it, it just sums him up as a sort of bloke yeah he was yeah and um, I even remember going up sometimes and he's like trying to help some of the patients and that yeah, like go to like the toilet not go to the toilet but like help him to the toilet that guy like Brian that. he sort because Brian this guy was from Brighton but he had uh, Guildford like specialist hospital so he had I don't know what he had wrong with him but he needed to come to Guildford and, his and they were sort of the same sort of times frame yeah, weren't they in there yeah. and um, Brian's missus obviously couldn't travel up from Brighton to Guildford every day so he so used to yeah. let get mum to bring him stuff in and yeah, that yeah like shortbread from M&S like just little things. Always talk to him like, "Come on, Brian, you'll be all right. You'll be all right." And, and he'd always like, just like, he'd go, he, <laughs> he'd like shout over, he'd go, "Brian," he'd look and he just put his middle finger up mm. at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just sort of sums him up. Um, and I think a lot of people listening to this who like know him will probably like nod and be smiling and know yeah. where we're sort of coming from with this. Like, so yeah, we thought it was all. So after the op. Um, the surgeon, weeks, and it, yeah, the surgeon sort of like sort of said it's the recovery process, but he was like near or less cancer free, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's sort of what the what we was told, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he just didn't look the same fella, but obviously when you obviously it was like yeah. a big operation and that, so we didn't expect him to look like hundred percent. No, but, but um, he had a photo on Facebook, didn't he, when he said going to see the um, specialist, and then he had a picture of him, but he just didn't look. No, but basically, yeah, I think he was in hospital in all for about three weeks. And then the day he was coming out... I thought you was dead. Yeah, funny enough, I um, I felt ill and I had uh, appendicitis, so... And you were butt naked on the fucking um, (laughs) landing. (laughs) Yeah, as Dad's coming in through the house, he's having to step over me to go and get into bed, bless him. Um, Yeah, so the next day I went in and had... um, Well thought I was having my appendix out and I was in hospital for about eight days so poor old mum she's going from 
St. Luke's getting out of it for three weeks solid. Um, and then having to go to St. Peter's for like another eight days as well as trying to like look after dad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a proper shit time, wasn't it? And in a hospital, he was still going up to St. Peter's because he couldn't sleep. Oh, I guess like... He was still in pain, when he? And yeah, just big change, like... I guess he ain't got the nurses to come and help him out if he's ill. Like, mum done her best. Yeah. But, like, he would get frustrated because that's, like, his trigger point. Like, he wouldn't get frustrated yeah. with a nurse or anything nah, like that. Nah, but so mum's, like, mum his closest person near yeah, him. Yeah, if mum, like, twisted, like, try to get him up too quick, he would, oh, fucking hell, June. Like, yeah. But he wouldn't say that to a nurse, obviously, because nah. that's his closest person. Um, yeah, so I, I, I obviously was in hospital, but I think he was, like, trying to take himself up to St. Peter's or... Like um, yeah. Guildford, like every other day no, when he, he was something. Go Guildford. Well, he no, I won't. He wouldn't go Guildford. He goes St Peter's. Um, just try and get some sleeping tablets, but they won't work. Yeah, because so the like whole time he he weren't sleeping at all. Was he, he weren't sleeping? Wasn't no. eating because he, he was getting fed for a pipe, wasn't he? He was yeah, getting like um liquid. Yeah. So the, the ambulance come out and they thought it was um his feeding tube weren't right or something like that. Twisted or something. Or something, yeah, something, something like that. So but by the in. time I come out of hospital he was back in hospital wasn't he yeah yeah and then um so mum again was going back up to hospital mm. again um i was going up with like um staples in my stomach going to see dad um yeah so i think eventually uh they sort of said yeah something ain't quite right yeah, we're so opening open him back up, up. And um, see what's going on. Like, but I think they thought the food pipe was twisted yeah, or so something. Didn't we they? just thought it was a routine check, didn't we? And um, it was a Thursday. No, it was a Wednesday night. He had the uh, operation, which um, we just thought it was just going to be like open him up, do what they had to do, stitch him back up, and then that's it. it then that's like the road for recovery. Yeah, this is another step, right? It's another little bump in a row, but it's another step. Let's do it and just get on with our lives. Yeah. But and this is like at the start of year. Like going off topic, but like when you think of like New Year, you think oh everything's gonna be positive, but it was like far from it because yeah. it's like setback after setback. And also, we've just been told he's cancer free. Like yeah, we've so just been told he's like beaten. Best it, news in the world, run it. And then, but there's like still things in the back of your head, like you, he's he just needs to long right, road to recovery. Yeah. yeah. So you, like you know you had to step up around the house and stuff like that. That's sort yeah. of but like they needed you. You needed to step yeah. up and help them out. He was our main priority when he well yeah. he always was anyway mm-hmm. but he he would always be the one looking after us whereas this time we were sort of looking after him when we yeah so yeah so um um so yeah like they'd done the operation and I think Mum went up to sort of like just go and John see Tracy, how he was yeah. yeah with John and Tracy but we had like a group text didn't we because she didn't want me and you to keep ringing her yeah because she didn't know she knew as much as us and then um. But she was up there for a long time, didn't we? She? So yeah. we sort of knew something weren't right, didn't we? Yeah. Because she weren't picking up her phone or anything, was she? And no. But I think she was in Costa. Was she in Costa? And then um, she got a phone call from the surgeon and said, oh, I need to talk to you. And then um, that's when she found out, like, it's no good. Like, the um, abdomen stuck to his uh, stomach yeah. with tumours and stuff like that. Yeah, they basically took mum into like a little side room. Yeah. Um, and I think mum even said like she thought he had like the way that was kind of bad. Yeah, like she thought he died, thought on, died the on the operating yeah. table. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically they'd sort of taken her into this little side room and explained that they'd open him back up. And, and there's not a lot they could do. There's not a lot that they, they could spread do. Spread it to his bowel and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, um, it can't be nice for her to like 
dry like Guildford's about forty minutes away, so forty minutes yeah. of how to process it and tell your boys that their dad's not that dad's not gonna be alright and like not got long to live you know, and that. It but must have um, been horrible for her. Yeah, but at this point, um she she went in to see t- see that like that night. Yeah. And um she obviously she couldn't tell him. She just couldn't find it within yeah. herself. Because I remember her saying that um, dad said to her, like, oh, oh, I feel like that's it, like, Drew. I feel like I feel better. Mm. And she had to sort of, like, stand there and go, like, oh, oh is it? That's, that's good. But yeah. obviously, like, breaking her heart inside, just trying to be, like, um, strong. Str- strong for him. But um, just couldn't, like, Well, he's just it. been through a lot, and he, yeah, like, couldn't find it within herself up. to sort of, like, yeah, yeah. just sort of, tell him this terrible news mm. after all the terrible stuff that he's gone through yeah so she come home and then John and Tracy come in with her um, and I like you said thought you died on the operating fit because yeah because like Richard much. come round didn't he he was like mm-hmm. probably like half nine at night something yeah. like that um, two kids like mum wouldn't rush him out of the house yeah and so. obviously we could just tell mum was crying and that can we and yeah, so John and Tracy was there. Uh, so yeah, they basically said that he ain't got long to live, and then um, like everyone in the house processed it differently. I ran off. I don't like being smothered and stuff like that. So I ran off. Yeah, I had like a little not breakdown, but I had like a cry and stuff in the mm-hmm. um in the kitchen. It was sort of like a bit of a well, it was it was a massive shock. We didn't expect to hear that. No, no, and that's a look like he's your superhero, isn't he? So yeah. He's, he was everything to us, like him and mum are, are everything to us and mm, yeah. always will be. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was really, really hard to process um, like it would be for anyone, like anyone's parents are everything. So, um, but especially with dad, he was literally our everything, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he'd do um, everything for us, wasn't he? Yeah. And we knew how much he loved us. And yeah. Um, yeah, if we're like half the men that he was, I'd yeah, be happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going off subject a little bit. Yeah, so basically, he, he um, my mum was told he, he hadn't got long to live. We was told it was weeks, not months. Um, and then basically, because dad hadn't been told yet, I think one of the nurses went in like later that night um, and explained to him. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I can't remember too far, but then um, I don't know if she'd done it by accident. Like I don't think she didn't know that he he didn't know yeah. or something. But yeah, I remember m- mum um, getting a phone call from him and uh, saying he knows, saying that he knew. And he um, wants everyone up the hospital, like for close friends and family. To yeah, because the next day the surgeon was going to explain what was going on and that when yeah. when they. But yeah. um, yeah, I remember being like after mum telling like telling us that she spoke to him on the phone and that and she said he was he was he was surprisingly alright when he I think just like being strong again mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like bloody hell he must be so scared um, yeah. like he's just him. been through all that and yeah, sort of like thinking just what's the point because not being honourable if he didn't have the operation it makes you wonder doesn't it yeah it makes you wonder if it was worth having the op but yeah. obviously and we just was it, g- we was told that was the best fighting yeah, chance if he was going to died and why die in agony yeah like why go for all this pain and yeah, heartache that's probably what he was thinking and stuff like that yeah so the next day we went up um all, all the family john and tracy again while we're on the subject i think we should like just like say how good john and tracy was by the way 
So John and Tracy are my mum's best mates. Um, John's my dad's best mate, and Tracy's my mum's best mate, and they literally was there every step of the yeah, way. They were good. Yeah. Um, literally, like, driving whenever my mum couldn't get up the hospital for some reason or another. Like, they'd, they'd be there. They'd, they'd always be there, to be fair. Oh, so they, they were his best mate, weren't they? So they wanted yeah. to be there. Um, yeah, um, and like, like if it was on the other foot, mum and dad would be the same for yeah, them. But yeah, I think yeah, just well, we get the opportunity. We said it before, but yeah, I just want to say thank you again. Um, yeah, um, so we went up, and all the family was up there. And I remember we got up there, and um, basically, this they were saying that the surgeon was going to tell him around the bed, which he was in a ward of I think like six other people in there. Yeah, and I remember like a month before we went up and see him, and he had this guy next to him. Marco and he had like a hole in his stomach. Yeah, he he, he died basically next to dad, didn't he? I think. No, or no. He, oh, um, did he not? No, the uh, NHS. He was told next to dad. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so he was told next to sat dad. next to him. Mum sat next to him. Tracy sat next to him, and then they put the curtain. They just said, "Oh, you're not going to live." Right, and that's how. I guess they got to do it. Ain't their fault. They can't will everyone out into a specialist room to say. Yeah, but it's, but it's not not no, very nice, is no, it? It's no, not what you want for your family you, or anyone, no, really. If it was their it? family, they wouldn't want it. You got to have a dignified way of saying it. You yeah. don't want someone, and you don't want all your family like crying no, in front of all these people no. and stuff. And you don't want someone fucking who ain't got a clue about you knowing that you're fucking gonna die. Like it's not yeah, nice. It's, it's not thing, no, is it? it's not nice. No. no. So um, yeah, that was the first thing they sort of said to us was that we was gonna get told by in this ward with um all the other patients there, all the other visitors were there and everything. Yeah, and obviously we we weren't happy about that. So we did kick up a fuss a little bit. Um, not horribly or anything. We like we realised like they had to have a job to do and everything, but yeah, we just wanted the best for our dad. So they took us into this little side room, um, wheeled my dad in there. And then um I think the surgeon took me, you, mum and Rich mm-hmm. at first. Yeah. I can't remember if Sandra was there or not. Yeah, I think she was. I think she, yeah, I think she was. And, uh, yeah, basically, like, the surgeon was, like, literally as calm as anything when he was, like, yeah, literally, like... He can't... He d- yeah, I know, he can't get... He got friendly with Dad, but I guess he's... That's how many times he had to say that to someone. Yeah, he's just, exactly, like, yeah. um, you can't blame him, but... No, I was supposed like to take it If it was his dad, he wouldn't... Like, he would have questions. He would have um, yeah resentment to someone who's just opening their dad up and not being able to help him out like yeah. it's not a bad thing it's just everyone handles it differently and obviously he's quite he was a professional at it so yeah definitely but um this whole time so dad was really ill at this point when he but the whole time we was in there he was like being sick he was like being green sick stuff, at, yeah. at green bile stuff and he like bless him he was literally like every other every other minute he was bringing up green bile yeah, and like like we've never seen him like that no so it, it was like horrible system, horrible um, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but I remember I, w- I went to like ask ask him a question, didn't I? I was like, "So yeah. how has this happened?" Or like, "How have you missed it?" Or something. Literally, Dad looked at me straight away and was like, "Shut, Shut up. up!" Like, I don't want none of this. Like, it's not going to change. Um, but yeah, we was all heartbroken when we yeah. like, it was yeah. like the worst news in the world. Well, to you be fair. never think it's going to happen. Like I said, it's one in two, but you never think that's going to be one of your family members. Especially dad. Yeah, yeah, so you just think, no, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. They're going to come in with Even it. when we was going up to the hospital to get told it, you still didn't sort of believe it until no. that surgeon said until it. Until you see him start um, deteriorating. That's when I realised. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we the surgeon sort of finished and then um, all our family was there 
obviously heartbroken, but this was the last time Jaden Larchie saw, saw yeah, him, didn't that's he? Sort of, he? They dressed like Peaky Blinders because Dad just watched uh, Peaky Blinders and like, he loved it. Yeah. Um, they had like the hats and the coats, didn't they, and stuff like that. Yeah, and the old Chelsea boots. And they come in saying, Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Uh, body Peaky, order of the yeah. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I was going, yeah. And it he made me like, cry because um, like, it's real. Like They're never going to see their granddad again. Like, yeah, not, he's not yeah. going to see him grow up or anything like no, that. So yeah. But mum's got pictures of him and, and, they, and it's yeah. like the live photo, so you press on it and it's yeah. he's like saying, I love you sort yeah. of thing. And that's the first time I saw Richard cry as well. Like, yeah. So again, Richard's quite blunt. Oh, I don't know, he's like quite blunt with his emotions in front of us because he's a bit like dad isn't he and like he's quite like hard faced like he's quite um yeah. so yeah that's a shot to the system so that makes you like yeah you know, it's proper so um but the one thing i do remember from that day as well is dad like sort of saying to us we just gotta look after mum mm-hmm. make sure yeah. um, we no. look after mum and like being how old was you then uh, I'm 27 now, so I was 25. And 18, and you think, fuck me, got to step up and like, and that's yeah. like a big daunting feeling because you think, you ain't oh gonna have gosh, your dad there, no. no. And like, you got to look after your mum, and not that we like, obviously, we love our mum, we we'll no. always look after mum, and that like, like she comes first. But when you watch like the mafia films, and you like, you're taking over the family now, <laughs> you're like, fuck's sake, like, um. No, it's just it's you just yeah, never surreal. expect to hear it, do you? No, no. So um, and it definitely changed you as a person. No, like people, um, he didn't expect to come up. Like his best man, I think he lives in Devon, doesn't he? Murphy. Yeah, Murphy come up, and we went down to get a coffee and come back and saw him and his missus there, and it was like, like people yeah, do actually care about him. And stuff yeah, like that. he he obviously broke his heart. Um, but he didn't want people to see him. Like he 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 sort of um in the end is not to be horrible but he was obviously in a lot of pain um and he didn't want he he was a proud man wasn't he, he didn't want yeah people he didn't want people him seeing him like, like be weak vulnerable not weak but yeah, yeah. um but yeah we got told on the thursday uh, i just want to i just want to touch on this because it weren't good so yeah the friday so the basically the surgeon had said we're going to try and make him as comfortable as possible give him as much morphine as he wants and take him off his drip and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, which so basically it's just like it's just like speeding up the process basically. Um but over the weekend it's like lockdown. Yeah, like literally so I think it's the palliative care team. There's no no one there for palliative no. care team and no. they have control of what um Yeah, but same again, like if it was one of their family members, they wouldn't they would want everything yeah, open. Yeah. But like, I'm j- I'm j- I'm just saying, like I don't yeah, I, I, I don't I don't agree with that to no, honest, cause no. people are still suffering it ain't because oh Saturday oh, Saturday Sunday it's the weekend this yeah it's the weekend they're not suffering over the weekend so I can go out and f- obviously they need time off but yeah but that, that ain't they've right. got to have staff there to help yeah it's I think hospital. that should definitely if it hasn't already it should definitely be looked it's into it's a hospital isn't it so people are going to be ill no don't let people suffer like that no, cause that because that weekend Saturday, he, he was suffering yeah because he it's was a Saturday no one's suffering now which was a piss take because if it's like I say it's one of their family members they wouldn't want their family members suffering the way dad yeah, did so definitely. um but yeah, so the process was to speed him up to get him to a hospice. So my he decided he wanted to go to a hospice, didn't he? Yeah. He had, he had, I think, the opportunity to go home, hospice, or obviously stay in the hospital, and he didn't want to stay in the hospital, and he no. didn't want to come home because he didn't want that burden on mum, and I don't think he wanted people to like us to remember what yeah. he was at home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the process was to um, 
while my girlfriend Daisy works for a hospice, so she was trying to help us out as much as she could. Yeah, it was out of um, Princess Alice and the yeah. one in um, Woking, wasn't it? I think. Sam Bell or something like that. So, so it was like whatever one come up yeah. available, wasn't it, really? Yeah, so she was trying to help us out as much as possible, give us like ideas of what we could do. And then um, the ward manager basically said he'd not end a life. Yeah, she taught us because mum obviously wanted to speed up the process, get him into a hospice as soon as possible. And um, same again, like we appreciate the nurse and like the head nurse and busy and that, but we were trying to speed her up to try and because they have um, they got they got, confirm, yeah, yeah, they they? got confirming that. And she took my mum to one side and said, "Oh, I don't think he's actually near end of life yet." And mum was like, "Well, we've just been told he's got weeks, if not uh, like days, to live. Yeah. Like, don't stand there and say to me like." Yeah. He's in if it was her husband on the yeah, other foot, how, how you can say that? But obviously, she's just trying to do her job. Yeah, we're not slating. Yeah, no, we're not slating anyone, but it's just frustrating. Cause yeah, it's you really want the frustrating for your family, didn't you? So. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, eventually Daisy did manage to swim out um, a spot in Pr- Princess Long. Alice. Didn't yeah, she? there's a waiting list, and yeah, I think that she was just helped us out. Yeah, sorting but it he, out and stuff. he went on the Wednesday, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you end up being in Princess Alice, which is like amazing. Um, really lucky to have these sort of places about and that. Yeah. Um, it's a horrible place, but it's a nice place because they literally, like, you got your own nurse to look after you pretty much. Yeah, you had like a lovely room which we could have stayed in all night if we wanted to. Yeah, and, like you can take your dogs in there and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he had like a little lake next to him. He liked his fishing and that, so he was like, not like you got out there, but he was like, oh, that's nice and now I can have a look at the fish and that. Um, so eventually we did get him settled in there, didn't we? Like probably like, I think it was like nine o'clock at night or something. Yeah, and then um, this is like, he obviously loved the joke and stuff, so this is quite funny. Yeah, cool. Tracy said, love you to death. And he was like, fucking hell, Tracy, I ain't dead yet. <laughs> like, and it just like lined up the mood because it's been so serious so up to this And point. I remember, do you remember Frank Hughes coming and saw him? And uh, do you remember Frank Hughes coming and saw him? No. no, I do not remember, but Frank Hughes had an ear infection and he couldn't hear. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dad was talking and Frank was like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was, uh, I remember sitting there and, and laughing to myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, but to be fair, he he looked pretty good that night, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't look... Like he's um, still full. He's like had a few weeks, maybe. Left yeah. Um, you definitely didn't think it was days. No, um, so the next day. So he'd done his normal trick where he sort of sent us home. He sort of like was like, no, go home. I don't, I don't want you here sort of thing. Just because I don't think he wanted us to faff over him yeah. and panic and that. But um, yeah, so the next day you had that exam, didn't you? So yeah, so I couldn't miss it because I'd missed it previously. So I'd done that and then mum called me and was like, you need to get to the hospice. Cause, and I was like, oh God. Like yeah, because Hayley Chisholm had got there quite early and um, one of the nurses come in and said he had a really bad night. I think you should like sort of expect it soon, um, which was like a massive shock. So she rung us up and I think we en- me and mum ended up getting there for like half eight, nine or something. And uh, yeah, we got there and he, w- he was just like sleeping. Um, but his his breath was starting to like gurgle a little bit. So his lungs were filling up, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the nurses and doctors, I think, come along and s- took mum outside and sort of said, "Yeah, I think this is like the start of it." Um, so 
get yeah, whoever you want. Yeah, one went uh, up to the hospice and started like saying their final goodbyes and stuff like that. Yeah, he had like I think he ended up having like twenty people there, didn't he? Yeah. But not like it was like a show or anything, but no. it was just like everyone who meant something to him. Yeah. Um like they wanted to yeah. say their final goodbyes. Yeah, say their final goodbyes. We all sat around his bed. Um like everyone would go through stages of like one person crying. Yeah. Like it's just sad, like seeing people you never see cry. Yeah crying and then you still think he's gonna fucking rise up like the undertaker and fucking yeah you do yeah you did yeah um come out of nowhere and like let's go down the pub yeah, like, yeah. Come on, i'm all right it's sort of like in that minute in that moment it f- sort of feels like it's like gone isn't it like mm. you think all them years and that like you start thinking back and that i think yeah um, i think when at that stage i was thinking like all the like petty arguments you have like yeah, staying in the shower. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. staying in the shower too long, or like leaving the washing up, or it? something like that. So yeah. you think of like the petty arguments you've had, and then you like regret them. I think that's like normal, though. Like you yeah, like self. Yeah, that's just family. I think. Yeah, yeah. you're um, always gonna have little bickers, and he, he he loved a little bicker himself as yeah, well. So, um, but yeah, everyone coming and said their goodbyes. So like um, the one that got me, I think, was Kyle. Uh, that always like sort of stands out to me because he come in and tried to say goodbye and he started crying and mm. um, same again like you you said before he's quite like a bloke's bloke and he? he's like <laughs> one of the lads so he doesn't really show a lot of emotion no. does he so only when there's food around <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true to be fair um, but yeah I remember the nurse come in and she's like yeah he's gonna take like one big breath yeah, and then, then that will sort of be it yeah um so yeah, he took that one big breath, and we all like said, uh, "Yeah, last goodbyes." Had a big, big cry and everything. Uh, and then when he did eventually go, we went outside, got our like sort of um, breath back and sort of composure, and went back in. And they'd sort of um, put flowers in his hand. Um, yeah, just sort of like made him look really peaceful. To yeah. be fair, didn't he? Yeah, he did. L- he did look really peaceful. Um. So yeah, he only ended up staying one night in the Princess Alice. Um, so we wish we'd sort of get got him in there sooner. Yeah, but, but it's, you it's can't just one of them yeah, things you can't, you can't really. It. Yeah, you can't really um, predict it. You can't ask questions like we should. Oh, you can't doubt yourself like oh, nah. we should have got in there because. No, nah, no, nah, definitely. But it's just it's frustrating, isn't it? Because yeah. he, he stayed in that horrible hospital, even though it's not horrible, but it's no, hospital. No hospital was nice, is it? Nah, no hospital's um, nice. When he could have been like in a place like that, which yeah. is like really, really lovely yeah. in its way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we all stayed around the bed for a couple of hours, then we kept saying like little stories and that, like yeah. funny stories and that. And then like another funny story, Sidra. It's t- this bed's like top of the range, and um, she actually like on the buttons and that, and where it moves it up and everything. Yeah, she touched it, and then she thought fucking Dad was still alive. And <laughs> like, it was just like, no, no. <laughs> he's come back, he's come back. Um, yeah, so that was it. Yeah, we probably stayed there till I think, like, 12 or 1, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and then we sort of, from there, we tried to sort of get the funeral sorted, didn't we? We got yeah. the funeral sorted with the old... Yeah, it looked good, didn't it? It did yeah. look good. Um, like went out in style to be fair to me like yeah well a week later i went into a hospital again didn't i yeah i had uh appendicitis again um so it turned out when i went back into hospital i, I had like the same sort of stomach cramps i had the first time um 
so I went back into hospital and I'd had uh, they'd done all the checks and that at first they didn't actually know what it was and they was even saying it could possibly be cancer and stuff like that which was horrible to hear um, yeah, this is March at this point so you've had like same again like when you go into a new year you're so positive and then by fucking March similar to this year like you're so positive in January and in March we had lockdown yeah. It's the same then. But, like but after that, do you think you're thinking like, oh, that's it now, all yeah. the shit is yeah, over. Like but three months and you fucking hate that year. Yeah. It's like it Yeah, it's like the worst year ever, yeah. isn't it? And you, like, I'm not just saying this, but like January the 1st, you can't, you just got to be positive all the time because yeah. it can't be, oh, I'm, I'm negative in December and in January, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a new it's year, Because yeah, yeah. you don't know what's around the corner, so you just got to nah, be so yeah. positive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a. This like turned out. Funnily enough, they'd left some of our appendix in. Um, so I had to have the same procedure again, but actually opened up this time. So I had like, um, I got open up all the way down my stomach. I had like staples across my stomach mm, again. Similar to that one. It was yeah, like that's like not. It's not the same, obviously, but like the same like scar, scar down the front. Yeah. Um, and I was in hospital for another twelve days, I think. Yeah. I uh, went in at like 77 kilos. I come out at 61. Yeah, you went in 5 foot 6 and come out 5 foot 3, wasn't it? Yeah. 5 foot 3 still now. No, I'm not, by the way. I'm 5 foot 8. <laughs> 7. Um, but, yeah, I remember one of the nurses sort of saying to me, there's a chance you're not going to be going to your dad's funeral, which wasn't very nice to hear. No. Obviously, I would, I would have just discharged myself anyway. So... Um, yeah, you got out, didn't you? And you was very weak. Yeah, I think I was out for about six or seven days, mm. and then it was Dad's funeral. Yeah, my suit was massively too big for me, mm. and I wasn't allowed to carry my Dad's coffin in. You can't reach it anyway. Yeah, I got cooked. I just chose not to anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, the funeral was ama- not not a probably no, the best like choice of words. But went out in style, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, like everyone looked top dollar, like. There was, there was about 400 people there um it was just shows like and it's just uh, it makes you proud in a way yeah um, he was, loved, he he was like loved by so many people um yeah we walked his um coffin into my way by frank sinatra didn't we mm-hmm. um which was like quite fitting to him the amount of times we bloody listened to that song growing up yeah um i'd done a eulogy that's a big word for you. Or a speech, shall we just say, um, which I'm really proud of and I'm happy that I've done. And I think anyone who's um, going through the same process and Nyack has the chance to do it, I think you should do it. To yeah, be I regret not doing it, but... Like, nah, not, not... No, but, like, not, I know But I'm mean. thinking, like... I think like it would be, like, getting my way out of uh, saying how, like... Yeah. Um, like that the only the only reason I've done it is because you and mate, you and Richard didn't want it, and if Richard had said, "Oh, I'll do it," I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Or if you'd done it, like, so yeah, John um, done a good speech to me as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, so I don't think there was like a dry eye in in the whole, like no, the whole no. place. To be fair, um, like you see some fellas and they cry that you never expected to like cry. Nah, did you say? No, nah, that's it. Um, yeah, and then sort of the end of the night was a bit of. Well, we had like the mum done the, so we went back to the Ashford community, big up, <laughs> which was my dad's local for years and years. I mean, me and you basically grew up there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, she done it up really, really nice. I had pictures up of him everywhere. Um, 
done like really good food and everything um had like a dj didn't we because yeah. he wouldn't want it to be like no, um, a plain yeah he'd want everyone to be like up and enjoying well, themselves yeah. because he would you're basically celebrating his life in your life yeah having one last and i'll definitely recommend that to anyone else as well try and try and do that as much as possible um because it's a good way to do it i think um but yeah like you say we had a bit of a drama at the end of the night didn't we yeah Haley Drew's got got sort of being up but we won't talk about it anymore we just like don't don't let her live it down (laughs) um so yeah, that was that was the funeral, um, and then it was sort of like trying to get back into normal, trying to get back into a normal routine. But obviously, it wasn't ever going to be normal again no. because our dad wasn't there. No, um, so it was like a big adjustment. It's like alert, like you it don't did, know what yeah. to do because you've never been through it, have you? So it's like, what do you do? Like you got to get on with life. You can't sit in your bed all day and yeah. Even though depressed. I was, I was sort of like bed bound yeah. for the next like couple of weeks. Yeah, but like you got to get on with life. You got to. You can't just be resentful to life because you sh- like you f- life goes on. You don't yeah. stop because your superhero, or your dad's died, or yeah. Like There's other people in your life that you got to um, look after. Yeah, and like mum and stuff like that. People get up and go to work again, don't he they? You wouldn't want your to be moping and groaning, yeah. even though you do and you do for a long period and that. Um, and you sort of don't want people to forget him. Like w- I, that's I read Rio Ferdinand's book and he um yeah I've got to read this. He said. He was looking at people at the funeral and like, after this funeral, people won't give a fuck. Yeah. Which I can relate to. Yeah, like you don't want people to forget him, do you? No. And like, when people say, oh, if you need anything, like, when I when you put it out there and say that your dad's died and they say, oh, if you need anything, but the only thing you need is your dad back. So you're basically, like, yeah. not there for, but you're basically saying, well, you're not going to bring your dad back, so don't. Like yeah, it's just it's a hard one in it because obviously people are going to say that yeah and to be fair a lot of the people who do say it around us probably do mean it because yeah. we do have a lot of good people around us and that yeah so we are very lucky in that respect um we have like a really good strong family um strong friends about who we know be there without like any thought mm-hmm. um but yeah it, de- it definitely changes us something like this that happens here yeah um, definitely it okay. makes you grow up but in different ways like I'm not saying like we're fucking boring or anything because no. definitely not but it definitely makes you have a different outlook on life yeah like you you don't know what what's going to happen like it's one day so cheesy but you you have you've got to literally live every day as it yeah. like as if it's your last because um yeah it's, it's it, you just never know like what what's, what's around the corner you don't know do you? like you could go walk out fucking get it by a bus no it's quite depressing to talk about but yeah. like you don't know like I know it's quite a depressing time in the world at the minute with corona and everything but you just gotta see the light as long as, you, as, long as you got your health you got your family um like we're, we're yeah we're coming out of this now like so. I'm, I'm sure people who have died of cancer would rather be here living in a lockdown than yeah exactly than yeah dead. so that's how you gotta look at it that's how I looked at it like it's more to life than worrying about not being able to go to a pub and socialise because people who are dead who not wanting to die would rather still be here living in a lockdown. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so... So, that's sort of our story, yeah, to be honest with you. Um, we d- 
didn't want to sort of drag it out, but also we didn't want to miss any any, no, any bits no. to be fair because all of it is really important to us and yeah, like sort of shaped us into yeah, like who we are really. Raw, it? We spoke yeah. about stuff that we haven't really spoke about today, which is quite good because it makes you feel better. Yeah, it definitely Even does. Like we've tried the well, I've tried the uh, counselling stuff. Yeah, and even like I think it's different. It works. For, it might work for some people, but yeah, it didn't work for us today. It? it, but like talking to someone who I don't know is no good for me. It's not an interest like, to us, yeah, is it? I don't feel like they know me or they don't know. They're just reading off a script of how how are you feeling today? Yeah. So what are you gonna do? And even like I don't even think I need counselling now. I just need to talk to like my loved ones and like yeah. But to be honest with you, we're doing this to help people, but also I think this to help us as well. Yeah, like um, people who've never lost someone, like I said at the start, will still have, will still be depressed or still yeah, be anxious. have bad days and that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's not just because we've lost our dad. It's because even before we lost our dad, we are struggling like with anxiety from and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, from time to time, everyone has their bad yeah, days now. Hundred percent. If everyone was being truthful, um, they would they would tell you that yeah. they have their bad days yeah. and all that. So. Hopefully they can sort of listen to this and sort of I don't know like f- relate to it or like start talking. Yeah, a start talking like sort of get some confidence and start talking about it. To be honest. Um, oh yeah, because like I wouldn't be able to do this with like I don't think I could do this with like say you two three months ago. But now like we like you could easily open up start a conversation. Yeah, hundred percent. And you just feel like there's a bit of a weight lift off your shoulders, which is good. Yeah, hundred percent. But if you're like a little bit worried about talking to your mate who's like an absolute geezer like if you cry in front of him and take the piss out of you then do the counselling route because he's probably struggling as well like he's yeah. just showing different ways of doing it isn't he? yeah so but yeah definitely people show it in different ways um so yeah what we're gonna sort of do now we're gonna ask each other a question um and then sort of just finish it up there to be honest so mm-hmm. the question is what would you say to yourself now um, back then when dad had just died uh, keep yourself busy so um, don't have a routine so don't lay in bed till 10 o'clock because then you feel worse and you ain't got much of a day left to do something positive so be productive be productive yeah and my other one would be don't let things boil up so if you've got a problem with someone like um don't know at work in a working environment you don't un- like don't agree with what they're doing don't let it boil up because you'll take it on your loved ones like i'll take it out of mum you and daisy i'm quite lucky to have daisy because like if i didn't have her i don't think i'd be as confident or like as um independent as i am i'd think i'd still be relying yeah. on a lot of people so i'm quite lucky to have her um yeah just don't let things boil up because if you've got a problem with someone and you don't say it and try and try and squash it try and squash it with someone instead of taking it out or move on from it yeah move on from it or yeah because otherwise you'll have a big argument with your mum or your dad mum or your brother or whoever and it It makes it worse yeah it makes it worse because that argument you had with someone at work could have been well why did you do that and you should have just asked them that but then you let it Mm -hmm. like go in your head and then your mum says something you don't agree with then you take it on her so yeah don't let things pull up am i too yeah um what would you say so what i'd say is it gets better um at the time obviously you don't think that you think it's just gonna be like hell forever then but um time 
time is a like good healer. Yeah, don't um, yeah, don't think you're gonna put a plaster on. It's gonna be healed. It will yeah, take it ta- time. It takes stuff. takes work and that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like sometimes you wake up and all you think about is that thing. But like, you, like yeah. I say, you've got to be. There's still positive. days that we have sh- yeah. shit days, don't we? But I find I if you're natural. not productive, though, that's a big one. Yeah, when you're not busy and that. Yeah, and that's you're not like like um, over lockdown. That's what I, that's why I thought of this because if you're like when you ain't got working to do, like we didn't have no work to do, so being yeah. productive is however you make it yeah but you gotta help yourself sometimes as yeah, well if you're being lazy and sitting in bed then you ain't got an excuse it, 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 you, i think it will or you will eventually get thinking about it if you're mm-hmm. not yeah, keeping yourself that's busy because if you're not busy and you think you're lazy then you think of negative stuff and then that'll come in like and then yeah i've had many it's just natural like i think it will just eventually come back if you if you're not keeping yourself busy keeping your mind busy you will eventually get thinking on it yeah, and stuff yeah. um and but yeah it do, it does it does get better um i mean it's always there like we've said but um y- if if you like life does go on yeah. as well so you got to remember that yeah. do do something what's going to let their name live on like we do the Chisholm Cup don't we so yeah we do um a charity football match every year unfortunately we couldn't do it this year but that especially the first year it was like really good wasn't it for yeah. keeping us busy and that because yeah. we wanted it to be as good as possible mm-hmm. even um, if like you're the, not the most confident person to go out and do a fundraiser like do a half marathon do you something yourself and yeah, yeah. even if you don't raise a lot of money you're just letting like someone sees who you're running for that name lives on so it makes yeah. you feel better if someone from i don't know who ain't got a scooby about your dad yeah definitely knows about him so yeah it was quite nice to do the chisholm cut wasn't it yeah so. uh, yeah it's, it's really nice to be fair and i'm looking forward to doing and that like again we next said, year we didn't want people forgetting so if we do stuff like that then yeah no one's gonna forget about him so yeah, yeah i mean we've had two good david chisholm cups we i think we raised like five and a half grand last year and maybe like four grand a year yeah, before so, so um and there's other charity things that we like that people do i think uh, like someone organizes like fishing tournament yeah starts because so. he loved all three and he would have done it himself like yeah 100 percent. he would have so. been the first one there wouldn't he sort of mm-hmm. thing he w- and he would have loved like days like the day which is in cup and that yeah. um so yeah i think i think that's one and then uh you said this the other day actually that got me thinking about taking opportunities like don't don't turn down opportunities because no, you're like nervous or shy like it, like people some people ain't nervous or shy they do it but like say for me i'm quite shy so if someone said oh do you want to come and do this and i'll be like oh, yeah. just yeah. don't think like obviously you gotta have your wits about you yeah. whereas before you sort of had that to push you to do yeah, it yeah that's yeah that's yeah it's like football, isn't it? Like you're quite, like you're a bit skeptical about going back to football because mm. it was always sort of like dad would always be there as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll get that to be fair because, yeah, he, he was all, like he literally followed us everywhere for football, yeah. didn't he? So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think we're sort of going to wrap it up there. To be yeah. honest with you, um, we didn't want to drag it out too long. But hopefully, we haven't. Has. Yeah, it sort of has. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, hopefully. Um, this will be quite a regular thing because we're going to try and get a few people on. Like yeah, we're going to try and get a few like guests and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, um, yeah. but yeah, we <laughs> we apologise like for the, the Wayne amount. Rooney. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but this is like our first podcast, so it is going to be a little bit raw at first, and yeah. it? it's not going to be the yeah. best. But we just wanted to get our story. Yeah, out hopefully it can get better and better in time. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. All right, right, um, sign off. <laughs> Peace out. All right, thanks very much, everyone. Speak Cheers. to you soon. Bye bye.